Welcome to Chocolate Chat Cafe, Candid Conversations, a podcast designed to give moms and women a place to have real, raw, and authentic dialogue, all while helping build a thriving business and a life of joy and freedom. Hi, I am your host, Marcy Gooch, founder and CEO of Peeper LLC, certified master coach, international best-selling author, transformational speaker, and trainer. Now, as moms and women and business owners, our time is valuable. That's why this show is short on time and big on action. Each episode, we'll dive into candid conversations around various topics, ultimately learning what it means to work smarter, grow our influence, never stop learning, and flourish in our business, in our lives, and in our family. Grab your drink of choice, sit back, and let's chat. So today, I have the pleasure of having a beautiful young lady on with me. I won't go into my long drawn out introductions. I will let her introduce herself to you listeners and tell us a little bit about who you are. Thank you so much, Tamara. Um, So yes, my name is Dana Jackson. Um, Just to give you some little uh, information about who I am. Um, I am the founder of Kingdom Steps Ministry, and I birthed that just based off of um, my experiences, getting new revelation. Um, The more that I went through things, I started to get a microscopic lens of exactly what God wanted me to do and my purpose on earth. Um, I had to go through a lot of different things. I had to continuously do my first work over, but I thank God for sticking with me and being my keeper through everything because it allowed me to understand exactly what my purpose is, what he wanted me to do on the earth, who my audience was. And I knew that it was women. I knew that a lot of people gravitated towards me, um, but being in the world, you know, being in college and kind of backsliding a little bit, it kind of shook me off my purpose. So I had to go through things and me going through things built up my faith. It built up um, I understand exactly what God wanted me to do. So that's where Kingdom Steps Ministry birthed from. Um, so other than that, I'm a easygoing person, uh, soft-spoken, um, very loving. I love to help people. Um, and that is mainly my main um, goal that I wanted to do was to come up with something where I could help women and reach back to other women um, and help, help transform their lives as well. Beautiful. Now, you mentioned a little bit about um, your purpose. Um, I heard you kind of sprinkle a little bit of that in there. So share with with the listeners, what is your life's purpose and why are you so passionate about it through what you do? Yes. Um, So my my main life's purpose is to help bring people to Christ. That is my number one goal. Um, I can remember me, even when I was younger, um, always trying to bring my peers to Christ, whether we were outside, whether we, you know, were doing something for the church It's always, Hey, come, come to church. Here's my church right across the street, you know, uh-huh. come over here. Or you trying to talk to me, you were, Hey, come to my church and talk to me, you know? <laughs> and so I always, I was always gravitating people. I was always the one I never beat around the bush. I knew what I wanted to do. 
morally, I always strive to do the right thing. And I guess that's what kind of put me ahead of my peers. Um, but people always gravitated to, towards me because of that specific reason. So um, I'm always trying to guide people and push them. When everybody's going left, I'm going right. So I just thank God for just being able to have spiritual discernment at such a young age and being able to grow into my faith. It's allowed me to be able to have an awareness that, you know, some people don't have. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm smarter than anybody or that, you know, my craft is smarter or anything like that. It's just that when you love God, it's like you, you just, you, that's your main goal. Can't nobody talk you out of nothing. <laughs> you know, it's God or nothing. God is in my compass. So that's what I've been trying to do. Even though I've had, you know, times where you know, I've dealt with pride, God had to break me gracefully to, to get me, to cleanse me and to bring me out of that and understand exactly, you know, your character has to be right for me to be able to use you. So I went through the, with grace through the fire. God has turned my ashes into beauty. So I just thank you for continuously working on me um, and being able to help people and reach out as well. Love that. I love that. So is there something that you personally experienced that kind of um, helps move you into the area in which you were called? And, and what you do to help women and your life's work. Yeah, sure. Um, so I can remember um, when I was younger, a lot of times um, just dealing with certain traumas um, in grammar school, high school, um, to, to just put some things on the table. Um, when I was younger, I remember when me and my mom, and I believe my sister was with me, and we were walking, and she got she was walking and she got stuck up, meaning we were walking from Pizza Hut and um, it was dark and somebody saw us in there or saw three women and wanted to, you know, antagonize us. And she got stuck up, you know, things like that. And, you know, having to call the police on certain people. And um, most recently in 2017, I was attacked. So I was walking um, from, well, actually walking on my way route to the train. And um, I don't know if somebody was watching me, but somebody was most likely watching my, my routine. And um, I was walking on my way to the train and I was attacked, robbed and sexually assaulted. So that mm. type of trauma, um, as much as, you know, I'm the to-go-to person for everybody, you know, usually people are going to me uh, for answers and questions and nobody really asks, well, how, Dana, how are you doing? So what I did is I built up a, a, a fence and, you know, I basically held, that, held it in. And when people, you know, say, okay, well, you know, Dana, go to Dana, talk to Dana about this. People really never ask, well, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Because they see me so strong and I, I wear it so well, you know, people really can't figure me out. So I believe and I thank God for you because I definitely prayed and I asked God, I said, Lord, um, I want to write a book, but I was thinking about it. And then this pandemic happened. So I said, okay, well, you know, whatever, allow your will to be done, God, whatever you want to happen. Um, so I prayed on it and I let it go. And then I saw you post something about, you know, this anthology project. And I said, Lord Jesus, you just gave me a confirmation. <laughs> Look at that. I said, Lord, Lord, thank you. And I'm like, he's he put everything, everything shifted perfectly in order. And I'm like, okay, well, this is what you want me to do. Let me get everything together. So everything has worked together for the good of God. And I just thank God for um, allow me to understand exactly, you know, because sometimes uh, this would happen to other people that, you know, 
really are not but true believers, they wouldn't know what's going on. They wouldn't know how to take this. So me being obedient to God is helping me to be able to reach out to people. My obedience can help someone else. And I just thank God for um, this opportunity and just be able, being able to tell my story. Girl, you're going to make me cry. Um, it's beautiful though it, it's it's you know i i'm the youngest of seven biological children with my parents the youngest the youngest of 10 all of us mm-hmm. and i've had to be that strength mm-hmm. and be the go to so I understand what you're saying and people don't seem to get it that we're weak as well. Mm-hmm. Although we wear our strength well because we have to. Right. It's like there's this, we don't have time to show weakness mm-hmm. because things have to be done and we can do it better, not, not, not gloating, but we get the job done. Takes me back to something my mother told me when her and my father asked me to be power of attorney. And I said, do y'all realize the stress you all have just placed on me? Mm-hmm. I said, I am the youngest of all of your children. Why not one of your older kids? Mm-hmm. My mother, who to me, I think her and Jesus was best friends. That's how close to the Lord she was. Mm. She calmly said, I know you will handle business. Mm. I said, okay. You know, but going to, you know, what you were mentioning as far as the strength, my father said something one time during our Bible study and it made so much sense. When we're our strongest mm-hmm. is when we're our weakest. Mm-hmm. And when we feel our weakest, that's when we're our strongest. Right. And I noticed when I think about that and I mentioned it to someone, they didn't understand what I meant. And I had to really just give it to them as best and clear and concise as I knew how. You know, when we feel our strongest, that's that pride kicking in or that we feel like we have to do it in our own strength. Right. But in reality, we're weaker than we ever can imagine at that point. But when we feel our weakest, like there is no way out of the situation is when we're our strongest because we have our Heavenly Father to pull from His strength. Right. Do it in God's strength. That's it. Man. And if people don't realize that's the strength we need mm-hmm. at all times, He's saying, I'm here for you. I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. When you go, come on now, let, let's go. Hey. What, you, oh, you gonna try to keep doing you? Okay, well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just gonna, okay, I'm gonna watch you. Right. You know, so you said a mouthful by saying that because even though you went through uh, a sexual assault and, and being uh, held up and robbed, you felt you couldn't show any type of weakness mm-hmm. to the outside. Right. So you had to build that wall up. Um, in going through that, how has that helped shape some of the work that you do now and the book anthology that you're working on? Yes. So 
going through that experience has helped to shape um, a lot of different, it's given me a lot of insight um, about a lot of new revelation as well um, about exactly what God wants me to do in his route. I remember, I believe it was last year, I heard a testimony of, of a woman. She didn't, not, didn't go through a sexual assault, but she was in a bad car accident. And she was talking about how the car flipped over three or four times. And she kept mm-hmm. saying, oh, God, I know this isn't it. I know this isn't what you want. I know, this isn't, I know that you're putting me through a test, but I know that this is not the end. I know that I'm not going to die. Um, and it stuck with me because that's the same thing that I was thinking about when this guy pulled me into, I'm like, who are you to pull me? What are you doing <laughs> dragging me in the alley? So I'm mason uh-huh. him. I'm mason him while he's dragging me. He pushed me on the fence. And I'm talking to this guy because, you know, by then, I already know that I have to survive I know, right. the end. I know that God wants me to get through this and the Holy Spirit is with me. So I'm just saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And by the time he's got me on the fence, you know, I'm, I'm asking this guy, okay, well, why are you throwing my stuff out of my bag? This is the Holy Spirit guiding me because the average woman is going to be screaming. Yeah. But me, I'm trying to help him understand that I'm not a threat because I'm, I'm right. a threat. So right. um, I'm just, you know, asking him to, you know, just trying to figure him out to see exactly what it what he wants to do with me. To make a long story short, he ended up letting me go. And this guy never had a mask on. He had a knife to my stomach. I was able to get him to put it in his jacket, but I was able to walk away from this ex- experience. So it just showed me the faith that I need and the faith that I had mm. through that process. Um, that God can't, he can't, he doesn't, he doesn't make mistakes. God is an mm. unfailing God. And I had to think up in my mind that this is not, this God can put you through this just to put you through this. He put this, to, to, uh, excuse me. He put this to you and helped you to get through it for a reason, so that you could yeah. live and walk away and be able to tell and witness to That's other right. women. That's because right. there's so many other women that have been through it that have not like yeah. they made. They've been bloodstains. They haven't made through. Made it through. You caught the yeah. wrong guy. The guy that made up in his mind, I'm gonna kill you. So I kept talking. Jesus, okay, this man to have a mask on. Why did he let me go? And that's because they know I want you to. Wake up. I'm trying to get your attention. I need you to get up. I need you to stop playing. I need you to stop uh, cherry picking scriptures. I need you just to stop saying that, you know, mm. I'm do this, you're not going to do this. Stop thinking that my assignments are mundane. And I need you to work and I need you to go out and I need you to go out to hedges and the highways and compel the people. No matter what you go through, understand that grace does not mean that you're not going to suffer. Understand that persecution does not mean that you are not going to make it. It just It's just stepping stones for me to actually so that you can glorify my name. So I really got an eye-opener um, exactly how God tests us. And sometimes people think that because you're going through something bad that God has forgiven you, he forgot about you. No, he's, this is, he, he got his eye on us. He has our name written in his palm. He knows every move at all times. So when you think you're going through something, just know that God is there and he's going to pull you out. And right. I understand this and I know this to this day, that God mm. put the strongest roots through the toughest storms. Mm. And that understand, I've gotten so many people that ask me tomorrow, okay, well, I think God is punishing me. I say, no, he's just pruning and developing you for his greater glory. That God is unpunishes. That is what he's going through. Yeah. He chastises who he loves, but he's putting his, his toughest roots through the toughest storms and the weak right. keep going and understand his obedience and keep the faith. God is yeah. going So I say, Lord, whatever you have me to go through, after I was attacked, my sister has a nerv- nervous breakdown two weeks later. I don't have time to heal. I'm going to a psych ward right after I didn't get sexually assaulted and I just met with a counselor. I didn't question God. I just did what I needed to do. 
and just kept it moving. So everything that I've been through has been able to make me stronger. It has helped me to become wiser. It has helped increase my faith. Yes. And allowed me, because usually with me, it's funny how it works tomorrow because it's like, I'm not really, I'd have never been too like real transparent. I'm real like candid and real, you know, outspoken, but people, they still, they love my soft voice. So they like, oh, yeah. well, you know, she, she looks a little harsh, but you know, we still love to hear her speak. Yeah. But <laughs> so what I had to understand is that, okay, for me to be able, if I'm going to, God is going to put me in a place to reach out. Come on. I have to be more transparent. I have to be able to tell my story. I cannot be ashamed about it. I cannot um, duck my head about it. I have to be able, now that I'm taking you from the world and I'm you're flipping it over for the kingdom of God, you got to be able to relate to these people. So right. it's an open, opening opportunity for me to be able to just speak to people and be mm. able to with people on a different level and be vulnerable and also help people and bring people to God and let them know that the book is going to help so many people because it's like, it's a one-stop shop. We get to people get to read about different stories of different women mm. and women that have gotten and been able to grace through the fire. And with you, I think that you're such a visionary and you're such an awesome woman of God to be able to put this together because everybody doesn't have a vision like that. And then, you know, specifically all the women are like ordained for this project. You know, it's, it's, I can feel the presence of God in this entire yes. project. So I definitely thank, I just thank God for everything. I just mm. thank you and all the ladies as well. Awesome. 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 Because he, he does allow the test in our lives and allows us to go through things, not to make us bitter, but to make us better. Amen. And to grow us up in him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where so many of us miss it. Mm -hmm. It's good. It sounds good. It looks good to dress the part <clears throat> of that person who knows some scripture and been in church all their life. But it's a whole different ball game when you got to be corrected by your Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. When you want to go left and he's saying, no, sit down. Mm -hmm. When you want to sit down, he said, no, I told you to go right. Then you're going to go up and you're going to go back here and over here. And you're like, but how? And he said, no, uh-uh. No, don't question. Get the how out of it and just be obedient. Amen. That's it. Many people don't understand some of the things, and I believe all the things that you just got done saying, because... I've heard so many people gone through things, whether and, and, and they're Christians, but they ask, why me, Lord? Mm -hmm. Why me? Why did I have to go through this? I was guilty once upon a time for saying that. Lord, why me? Why did I have to deal with this? Not realizing years down the line, he was preparing me for what I'm doing today. Mm -hmm. So, I love what you just said with that. So you mentioned the book and share with the audience, those of, of, of people around the world who are listening in now, what is this project that you're working on? Yes. So uh, it's an anthology project. Um, we have, I believe it's about 23, so it's a lot of women. Yeah. 
Oh, 12 was actually in the book. Okay, 12 is actually in the book. Yeah, I think yeah, so. so. We have a series of a lot of different women that are telling their testimony. Um, my chapter is popular to purpose. Mm. And, and um, I prayed over it, cried over it, asked God to lead me, help me to come up with the uh, purpose had always been in my head, purpose, purpose, purpose. But I wanted something to be able to be clear and concise, but also, you know, catchy and not telling my story so that, you know, it's kind of like a peekaboo to once you get into the thing. Yes. Um, but definitely out popular, I was not necessarily thinking about, oh, she's like football, uh, truly the popularity, but mainly like the world and what the world puts on us as far as values, what's acceptable and what's not. And yeah. how we, we start off there. We all fall short of glory, God, all of us do. But um, just that transition from not really knowing where to go, kind of being in the wilderness a little bit and then transitioning to exactly okay, well, boom, this is what God wants me to do. Um, uh, set aside from what the world wants me to do, what man sets as a mandate. No, this is what God, God is your compass. So that right. is kind of how I found out you know, exactly what I wanted the title to be. And um, I really, you know, for each graph, I kind of prayed myself through the entire process. Um, and it's just, it's just opportunity for me to be able to, you know, it's been two years, 2017, 18, yes, it's been two years since after my attack, and I've been able to accomplish so much during that process, but mm -hmm. this is going to definitely be, it's a blessing, like, to this day, I, I, I believe once I really get the book in my hand, and I'll be like, oh my God, <laughs> I, what I, I can't believe this, I just it's did a this. It is a did. shocker, because it's like, you know, I, I didn't believe that it could happen this quickly i thought it was going to be something that take maybe two three years and no we did this one in about what six months probably less than that less than that yeah, yeah. and it's just a blessing and i'm able to you know be able to have something that i can my, my sister is so excited she keeps saying dana i can't wait until you to see the book you know people are so excited for me because love it i've been telling people okay well, i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and uh, as much as they see me online and in church, I can actually, they can actually have something that they can physically hold yes. and read and see, um, you know, just, it's just, I'm sharing a piece of my heart, what I've been kind of holding and pushing through the world for so long. So I just thank God for the opportunity. Now, did you ever imagine that you would be doing what you're doing now with the book, with the business, I knew that it was going to be, I remember when I was in third grade and I said I wanted to own a newspaper. I knew that I would be a writer. Okay. Um, I didn't necessarily believe that I would write a book. I had just started talking about writing a book maybe three or four years ago because mm. I knew I knew that I wanted to reach people on a higher level because when I was working with the newspaper, I was able to reach people nationwide, but I wanted it to be more purposeful. Yeah. I want people to be able to be impacted by it on a higher level yeah. and spiritually. So uh -huh. I did not know exactly how I was going to influence people on a spiritual level. Uh -huh. So this is something that I just, I'm just so happy and excited for. I'm excited too. Um, it's like when I, when I see all of the ladies and, and you all are sharing things on your page and it's like you know if my if my heart could just leap with excitement I'm just like oh my god 
God, I can't wait till these ladies get this. I can't wait till people actually crack open the diary mm -hmm. and read of stories of women and not just what they've gone through, but how they came out of. Right. Um, because I believe truly that so many women need it because of the hopelessness mm -hmm. that so many think and feel and they think that it's just them mm -hmm. that have gone through it. Right. Or someone who may feel like telling them, well, you know, you cried out, but girl, you got to get over it and, and, and move. No, it's mm -hmm. not that easy for some people. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't tell them to pray their way through it, pray about it and pray them fast and then you got to go on. Okay, well, they prayed. Mm -hmm. They fasted. Now what? Right. You have to surrender your life to God. It's all now about what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They want to know, what do I do? Give me some, some steps. Show me. Tell me your story and what you did. Because what you did may help me. Or it may guide me to the one who can right. help me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm just so excited about, um, just that that people will be able to not just read it for themselves, but be able to pass it on to other people. So mm -hmm. I'm so excited for all of you. I just cannot Thank contain you. myself sometimes. Um, so as we bring this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful um, interview to a close, what are two things? that you could leave the audience with, um, something they can take away that will not only empower them or inspire them, but something that will light a flame under them to get them to take some action. Mm -hmm. So two things that I would say um, with me, I always tell people, I tell my sister and my mom and them, have spiritual affirmations, have something that will stick and stay with you. I've had the scripture, Proverbs 16, 3, um, commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and he will establish your steps since I was 18 years old. And we battle with things in the natural, and we always have to have something that we can refer back to. So I would say just try to have some type of positive affirmations around you that motivate you. Um, another thing I would have to say is, is always keep God first. Always keep God first because... Yes. It's so quick to, like, I've had my doubts as well. A lot of people say, you're so spiritual. I, I, I have spiritual texts just, just like anybody else. Sorry. And you have to keep God first because it's so quick to get, like, pulled into temptation and pulled into the worldly yes. things and what people say and what people do. In their, uh, I would say just keep your eye on God. Keep your eyes, mm. keep your ear to God's heart because... People will try to keep you in a box. They will try to um, categorize, this is what you need to do. This is the time that you need to do it. You're always on God's timetable, not on man's timetable. Stay mm. focused. Always um, don't be afraid to ask for help. That's one thing that I always struggle with, um, thinking that if I asked for help, that it was going to make me less than a person. But I once, I can't remember who actually said it, but I think it was off of the pursuit of happiness. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but he said, understand that help is not weak. Help yes. is need. I, it might have been concussion, <laughs> but it's one yes. of the movies. But um, I think that that was the one thing that stuck with me the most. 
because I think a lot of times we could be a lot far off if we ask for help and not just going to people, but going to our father, because once we go to God, he's true to his promises. He wants us to not always ask and then look for a response, but he wants us to also talk to him and develop a relationship with him and an intimate relationship with him. And once we develop an intimate relationship with God, we will have fresh eyes and a different awareness. When you're a believer, you walk differently. You talk differently. You eat different. (laughs) Everything is different. Everything is different. Everything. So I just thank God for just being able to build a a relationship. Build another thing. Build a relationship with God. Mm. Once you build a relationship, and it's not just about, oh, well, uh, I just used God because I need something. You know, once you develop a real relationship with him, build that relationship, you have that aroma of Christ. Mm. People want that light they they want to figure you out they want to know how they can get what you have and once yes. you have that you it's hard because you got to stay humble you have to stay humble but just keep pushing because god is waiting for everyone to say yes he is i love that i love that i love all that all of that because i used to describe god as a delectable buffet of delicacies just mm-hmm. like because he's not a, a ATM machine. Mm-hmm. He's not a microwave. You can't just do, do, do. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm going to put you off to the side and I'm going to go do me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what he is. And, and something you said that just triggered. Before my mother passed, um, she started to feel like doubtful about her mothering and wifely duties and you know she knew it was the enemy attacking and because of her physical ailment so she started to feel a little bad because she couldn't do what she used to do because she couldn't move how she used to move and it just really came upon her so quick but one thing I remember her saying to me was that she was tired and she was ready and I kept saying well ready for what And when she just looked at me and smiled and she turned her head and I knew I didn't want to accept it. Like I said, her and God, I thought they was best friends. She had made peace. Mm -hmm. A month after her 80th birthday, she had made peace. She knew. It was her time. I knew. She knew. Um, But I wasn't ready. So I started writing her spiritual affirmations. Mm And I said, well, you know what? I said, well, we're just going to put these on the wall. I said, so in, in your bedroom, in the bathroom. And my dad would just be like, I don't mind because I love the Lord. I just want to see his word everywhere. So I said, okay, good. And I got all of them out of my book. Wow. I keep this on my on my desk. And I tell everybody, you know, my husband thinks sometimes I've lost my mind because I write mine on our mirror. And thank God we have the double sinks. Because my side is clean, his side is clean, but we got the middle. So it's not just for me. It's not just for him. It's for the little one, too. Mm -hmm. So when my mother passed, you know, I think one of my brothers came and took all those down. You know, her and my dad had been married 56 years and when she passed. And my dad was like, "Um, I need these. Because he was like, I'm ready to go to heaven and be with my wife. Mm -hmm. I, I don't need to be here. And I had to remind him, your purpose isn't done. When God says he's ready for you, I said, it's not going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. He said, you're right. 
So he started putting all of these IMs in the bathroom and back on the wall. So he has expressed to me, and it just, and I'm going back to what you said, because he's expressed to me how some people have come to the house and like, what do you need with all of this? Mm-hmm. You know, why do you need all this on the wall? That's tacky. He said, no, it's not tacky. He said, reading God's word out loud every morning, ain't nothing tacky about that. Nothing tacky about that. Nothing tacky about that. Because to have the anything after that I am. Mm -hmm. And before I, I let you give how people can get in touch with you, I'm I, I'm I'm just going, I just feel led to do this for somebody who may be listening. Write these out for yourself. I am blessed. Mm -hmm. Be a magnet for blessings. I am free. Mm -hmm. I am valuable. I am a masterpiece. I am content. Mm -hmm. I am secure. I am victorious. I am prosperous. I am focused. I am determined. I am strong. I am anointed. I am patient, I am forgiven, I am protected, and I am generous. And that's for anyone who may be questioning who you are, you know. I'll say this, don't care what nobody got to say about the scriptures you I keep a manifestation board on my phone. I got to say it to myself every day. Mm-hmm. even when I'm driving. So I loved everything that you said. I can't wait to have you back on Thank you. and um, do a short reading of the chapter in the book, if that's something you would love to do. I'm sure our audience would love it um, because I think I'm one of those people that when people say what can't be done, that challenges me to just do it. Mm-hmm. When people say, well, that's a taboo topic. We don't talk about that. I'm one of those people that will say, well, you know what? I'm going to talk about it. Um, and and the book that is coming out was one of those things. Um, because it isn't talked about in church. Mm-hmm. It isn't talked about by a lot of Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, because their easy escape is to say, pray about it. But you can pray, you can fast, but God never meant for anyone to be sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. God never meant anyone to be bound, to be controlled, to be enslaved, um, to be used, abused, and thrown to the side. Um, So I'm blessed because to sit back and see all of these beautiful women, you included, do something that some of you have never done Mm -hmm. and to become a published author, whether you are co-authoring, you're still a published author. That's the beauty behind it. And you, you mentioned COVID hitting. And I was, I was being disobedient late last year, early this year. 
because the idea came to me a while ago and I just kept saying, Lord, I'm not, you know, I'm trying to get away from, from the domestic violence, but you keep bringing me back into this arena mm-hmm. of struggles of women and, and what they've gone through. And he reminded me of everything that I had been through. And that reminder was, do you really think I brought you out to keep this to yourself? Right. Can't hold on to it. Do you really think? Yeah. It, it was it was that this isn't for you. I'm not doing this for you. Mm-hmm. I'm using you to be the vessel for other women. Right. I said, okay, Lord, I can do that. I can do that. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I got to be obedient. COVID hits, and the first thought that many people said was, girl, how are you going to do that? Ain't nobody got no money. I said, well, okay. Lord, mm-hmm. <laughs> what you want me to do? So it's easy to come up with a reason why not. Mm-hmm. And that same energy, you can come up with the reason as to why you can't. Mm-hmm. And it's just a reminder and I said all that just to just to say this. I have to be mindful of the many times that I want to ask God, why me? Right. Lord, why me? Because my mother used to say, okay, why not you? Why not you? Mm-hmm. Are you going to complain or are you going to allow God to use you and just be done with it? Because you know he's going to get the glory in the end. I was like, oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> So I'm just ecstatic. I am elated. I cannot. I cannot wait to see social media just be flooded with just pre-orders and you all saying, okay, I woke up and I had PayPal dings coming through my phone. I cannot wait for that. So with that being said, can you share with the audience how they can get in touch with you? Um, on social media, um, whatever platform, once your book come out and how they can get in touch with you with your ministry, just kind of share where you want them to plant if they want to reach out. Yes. So um, I'm on Facebook. Um, You can either reach out to me or follow me on Facebook at Kingdom Steps. So it's at Kingdom Steps Ministry. Um, You can also reach out to me on my personal profile, which is uh, Dane, D-A-N-E, Dana, D-A-N-A. Um, and then you can also follow me on Instagram at Kingdom Steps Ministry. All right. You all heard it here. So again, I thank you for joining me um, on this. Have me. Yes, I'm excited about everything that's going on. Thank you all for listening in today. And remember to be blessed, to be a blessing, and that a pearl is not a pearl until it's out of the shell. I thank you all for joining and have an awesome, awesome life.